Hello, welcome to How to Scale a Business. I am Bridget Devon, your host, and today I'm very excited to welcome Seth and Gary with MLA Companies. Seth is president and CEO, and Gary is the COO. And MLA Companies is creating sustainable change for business clients, primarily using financial services to accomplish that goal. Um, thank you both so much for joining me, and um, I'm very much so looking forward to learning how your company has come together and all the great things it's doing. It's great to be with you, Bridget. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So, to, yes, thank you. Uh, so to start, I'd love to learn a little bit more about uh, you both and how MLA got started. Yeah, so this is Seth, and uh, we started in 2006, um, really because I joked that I was laid off, um, which is kind of true. Um, and I'd been made aware of this fractional CFO model. Um, and so the company actually started in 2006. It probably wasn't until 2011 or 12 that we really started working on scaling um, and frankly, taking the advice that we had started to give to our own clients about how to build uh, more than simply uh, a job for themselves uh, and how to think about a change and the ability to, to grow something and create enterprise value and wealth for, for others. So. Um, I've had the pleasure of leading uh, MLA since 2006, um, and I'll let Gary pick up where he joined the firm. We're thrilled that he's our COO and part of the team. Yeah, thanks, Seth. Uh, yeah, I joined um, MLA almost six years ago now, and uh, Seth and I had met previously. I was actually serving as a pastor at a church in the area, and Seth had come and visited, and we got to know each other a little bit after that, and and he he didn't join our church, but we became friends. So um, I won't get into too much of the dynamics of all of that, but um, I, my experience was that I'd been in ministry for uh, almost 20 years and uh, had gone through a pretty significant transition with this church that I was leading and learned a lot through it, came out with a bunch of questions and mostly realized that I just had a real appetite for change, um, which is not always the best thing when you are trying to lead a uh, congregation. And as I was talking to different people about that and what I should do with it, um, I had some ideas and some things that I wanted to put into practice. And, and I met with Seth and he said, that's exactly what I'm trying to do at MLA. We're trying to help businesses change and help organizations change and grow. And uh, he invited me to come work with him. So it's been, it's been a, a great relationship and very challenging and stimulating for me. I've had to learn an awful lot in the process but it's been great to have the opportunity to, to put stuff into practice right away. And working with small businesses and small business owners, just you just get a very um, very close look at what's going on and, and you learn very quickly what makes a difference and what doesn't. Fantastic. I'd love to learn a little bit about how, um, you know, it, you know, your mission is about helping companies grow and change. And, you know, you guys have, the expertise to work in the financial sides. How how is the financial sides kind of that vessel where you can help those companies create the change and 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 grow? Yeah, Bridget, good question. So I I'm going to give Gary credit for this. Um, it's it, maybe he coined it, maybe he didn't. But Gary uh, is not a financially trained person, but has been instrumental in helping us define our value uh, to our clients. So Gary would say that finances. Uh, is really the language of business. And I think that's a very apt observation. So when we think about um, when we think about using the finance discipline as a, an entry point, first of all, every business, every nonprofit that we work with obviously has a finance question, right? 
Um, finances is how we record successes in many cases. We, we all know success is much deeper than financial success, but it is absolutely a scorecard on everyone's list of scorecards. Um, and it really does represent, albeit historically, uh, the language or the, uh, the activity, the, the, the breadth, the scale, however you want to put it, the scope of the business. And so um, if you understand finances, it becomes a roadmap to how decisions are made, um, how decisions are not made, how a company thinks about risk, uh, where they're taking risk, where they're avoiding risk. Um, it starts to give you a picture of how the stewards, as we like to call them, those leaders that are um, entrusted with leading that organization are, are leading the organization. So you start to see how they prioritize, um, how they think about choices and decisions and how they think about people, how they think about customers and vendors. There's, if you, if you know how to read a financial statement and you have access to that information, it becomes a treasure trove of information and not just for us to understand about the client. I mean, obviously yeah. that's something we have to do, uh, but really for us to present back to the client as a mirror and as a helpful tool for them to start understanding themselves better, um, which yeah. really is what we're all about, right? And um, ideally what we like to say in our elevator pitch is our, our job and desire is to help package that data in a way um, that allows you as the steward to make decisions um, with less risk. We're all dealing with fear as business leaders. I don't care if, if someone comes on your podcast and says they don't have fear, they're lying to you, Bridget. <laughs> all dealing with fear because we have imperfect data and we're making live decisions inside that set of imperfect data. And then you complicate that with the fact that we're people and people are different. They respond to data differently. Not everything is as rational as we MBAs would like it to be, right? And yep. so um, you combine all of that and you've got risk, you've got fear, right? You've got the opportunity to fail. And so data handled correctly in the right context. And by the way, that context is not just accounting data. It's, it's how the audience is receiving that data and processing that data um, can be a very useful tool, not only for us to understand our client, but for our clients to understand themselves and make better decisions. So it sounds like part of your work when you're working with clients, it, it sounds like education might be a big part of it because, um, you know, breaking down these financial documents and helping them understand what they mean and how it could be impacting decisions they're making. Do you have moments with clients as they start to work with you where there are these like aha moments or these big cultural shifts that happen? Yeah, absolutely, we do. But but I'll tell you, Bridget, what we normally see in change, uh, and I know we're going to talk about the business redeem process, and Gary's going to lead us in that. Mm. You know, that's a reflection for us of that. What we know about change is that people normally don't do radical change overnight. Mm. Most of the time, in the small business and lower middle market companies that we're serving, because that's our target, um, they also don't have the budget to take on wholesale change overnight. And, and I would say this is true about MLA. I'm the CEO and owner. Like there's a lot of stuff we've got going on. I got to run the business and think about where do I put my, my big foot in and say, I'm going to focus on that level of change and I'm going to measure those results and I'm going to test how that responds in the organization, culturally, financially, operationally, all the factors. So it's about taking measured approaches to that change. So we know that change is going to come most often. Those aha moments are going to come normally in iterative sessions and they may not look like ahas. There are sometimes we see the ahas. Most of the time, it's when you're able to say, here's the business today, there was the business six months ago, and you see that progression. That's when you can celebrate most of the time to change. But I got to tell you, our favorite moments is when we hear our clients talking like us, and they're giving themselves the credit. Because we're not about, of course, we want good reviews from our clients, right? But we're not about making it to where 
um, you know, we're the consultant, we give them this sizzly little book or sizzly little package and they have it and then we leave. We're about creating something in them where they understand themselves better. I love it. And you're that, saying- That's the aha for us is when we're like, wow, we- yeah, go ahead. I love it. And um, you kind of introduced this, um, but I, I would love to hear how um, Business Redeemed uh, within your company uh, came about and evolved and where it is today. Gary? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that's that was really kind of the amalgamation of some of the things that I'd been working on and what Seth had been working on. And um, he, he had a series of steps that um, were just the questions that got asked again and again whenever we were talking to clients. And it was just things like, what's, what's reality? What's happening now? And then how do we gain some perspective on that? You know, how do we create a bit of a roadmap? How do we, you know, or, or a little bit of a runway? How do we manage resources so we have some room to work? And then, you know, the big question, like, what are you doing this for? Why are you in business in the first place? And, um, you know, the, the cycle continues, you know, you create a roadmap, which is how are you gonna get to where you're going? and the courage it takes to get there. How do you measure that and, and keep yourself focused? And then finally, there's a reward at the end. So the, we see these things happen again and again, and it can, it can be part of uh, a very small process. We'll sometimes get invited in just to fix one small process area of a company's finances. But in, in demonstrating this process, we, we earn their trust and we establish a relationship, and then we get invited into more. Or we see other things going on and then we can come to the client and say, you know, we've noticed that you're doing this or we're noticed that, you know, this isn't where you want it or you're struggling here. We think we can help you with that. And we've had some relationships that have been, been with us for years where we've seen a client go through this entire cycle multiple times. And sometimes that means that they acquire somebody else. Sometimes that means they grow in a significant way. And we've even helped clients come to the end of the cycle and, and sell themselves and have a liquidity event and the owner has moved on to something else. So we, we've seen that process develop and it's, it's just simply a, a set of tools and questions that we have that work through that process. They give us that full view of everything that's going on and do it in a way that, that a, you know, a small to mid-sized business owner can work with. Hmm. Um, you know, there's other processes out there and a lot of them start with what's your vision, right? Yeah. And that's just not always a practical question for a small business owner to have because they're so confined by their circumstances a lot of times that a question of their vision just doesn't even enter their mind. They're, they're, they're working to survive. They're working to keep their people employed, keep their shop running, keep their products going out the door, keep their customers happy. And, you know, vision is not something that makes a lot of sense as a starting point. And we've learned that if you can, if you can really get into it with them and kind of be in the trenches with them and asking what's reality, how's it working? Let's create some margin for you. Mm. Then there's an opportunity to start asking those more strategic and reflective questions. And you can actually do it in a constructive way. Otherwise you just kind of get a, you know, a lot of companies have a, a vision, a mission statement, but they really don't live by it. If you really drill down, yeah. that's not what's guiding what they do. And that's because they were told they had to have a vision, a mission statement. They put it on a piece of paper and that's as far as it went. Yeah. But if you take the time to really figure out how a business is operating and why it's operating that way, 
then you've got a real head start on understanding what their real vision is and where you can make a lasting change. I like that. And I like how you're talking about, because like as a small business owner, small to medium sized company, you know, a business owner can be wearing like almost all the hats, like they are being pulled left and right. And, you know, they probably do have dreams and vision for their company, but there's only 24 hours in a day and they've got to sleep for, I mean, you want to say eight, but maybe they're only sleeping for like six hours of those days, you know, that day. So it sounds like when when your companies go through the business redeem, you're helping them get a few more hours out by organizing, maybe like figuring out how to make processes better, or just their business work better. And then they can start to get to ask those reflective questions. Um, I really like that. Um, and so, so um, that's kind of something that MLA, you guys really enjoy doing that type of work with your clients. Is that right? Bridget, we, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll just say briefly, um, Gary is actually following up with this client here shortly. I was on the phone with a long-standing client of ours today, a, a small company, uh, kind of at the lower end of the clients that we serve as far as size are concerned. And he's a classic. I think they've got 10 people in their shop. He, you know, I won't repeat his language, uh, you can imagine, but he's stuck in the tyranny of urgent. And um, yeah. the reality, and, you know, my, my comment to him was, look, it's going to require a change of you too. Bridget, one of the, I think one of the unique things about our, our model and what we're doing is we're living by it. Like, you know, if I, if I was able mm-hmm. to hold up or tell the story of MLA, um, which I wouldn't want to tell all of it because some of it's dirty and hard and ugly. Um, we're living the same way we're coaching. And so as MLA's grown and it is by God's grace, we're excited about that, but we're doing the very same thing we're coaching our clients to do. Um, and so you know, Gary's going to follow up with this, this person. I don't know if he'll engage us to do it, but I think he will. He gave the verbal today and we're going to literally take uh, basically residence, if you will, not day to day that we're too expensive for that, but in a way to say, we're going to, yeah. we're going to organize a management leadership team for you. We're going to force you to create some margin for yourself. And we're going to see if we can't snowball that. And mm-hmm. in the process, you're going to develop new muscles and your team's going to develop new muscles. And there's going to be yeah. a lot of good that comes out of that. And I got to be honest, there's going to be a lot of bad that comes out of that. There's going to be observations and realizations that we have about each other. And I don't mean MLA and our client. I mean, the client to the client. That's going to redefine how we think. And it's why we, we're not criticizing any other model, but it's why when a business is already in action, you know, we say, let that start to direct how we think about vision and mission, right? Um, it's a little mm-hmm. fun you know, the old joke in culture, when somebody's like, how's your culture? And then, you know, the response is, well, we have one. You're right. I mean, we're all, we're it's all, exists. exactly. We're all making those decisions. Our business reading cycle is nothing more than decisions. Everyone's already making what, what Gary has yeah. helped us build out. And what we're now scaling ourselves around is identifying that, understanding that in some ways, even making that cycle quicker so that we can get the data feedback more quickly, right? So that our next decision is even better. Um, so it's, it, the whole idea is understanding that cycle for yourselves, because Bridget does it differently than Seth, who does it differently than Gary and every organization is a little different well as well, but the steps and the questions are not, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that's a really great way to, and a great service to offer businesses, you know, I mean, they, sometimes it's hard to be able to look, um, once you get your processes and things going, it's hard to look and figure out how do I fix this? And you do need someone from the outside to come in and be like, look, you're doing this. Let's break that up a little bit. 
it'll open up an hour of time here or there. Um, well, and as we're nearing the end, and this is funny, maybe ironic, but I always do like to ask companies about your vision. And I wondered, since you said that you're, um, what you're coaching is what you're applying, is that um, something MLA can speak to in a, like that authentic way, like the, vi- the vision and the value that you're living? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so go ahead, Gary. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was going to jump in because we've just gone through this process with our management team of you know of finding a vision as we started working through that process and so as we really dove in beyond just Seth and myself inviting others into that um and and really started wrestling with the challenges and the things that need to change and and how we're going to scale um this all of a sudden became a lot more clear and when we were able to come back to the team and and share these statements you know people were nodding people were saying that's that's right thank you for putting that into words that's what I've been feeling. That's what I've been doing. And that helps. And so our, our vision very simply is creating opportunities for sustainable change. That's, that's what we want to do. That's what we're doing for ourselves. And we, you know, we will use ourselves as the first example of how we do that. Um, and then our mission, which comes out of that is delivering finance strategy and solution services in small and mid-sized businesses with concerns of the long-term objectives of our owner, of the owner and the business owner um and so you know that's that's our core um you know as seth quoted me before i'll say finance is the language of business and and one of the places where mla is unique is we don't just offer fractional cfo services we offer bookkeeping and accounting support below that we offer all the way up through strategic planning mergers acquisitions so wherever the business owner is whatever that need is um, we can either be a resource for that or help connect them to another resource. And so it's, it's all in service of saying there's this, there's this natural progression, there's this underlying momentum that if we can harness that, it will make the change that you want to see much more manageable and, and much more um, profitable if we can just get those connections right. And the business routine process is what helps us do that. Fantastic. Well, before we go, uh, Seth and Gary, I'd love for you to share how people could stay connected with you or anything else you'd like people to know about MLA companies. Yeah, well, our, uh, we're at mlacompanies.com and uh, you can sign up for our uh, email newsletter, which goes about every couple of weeks. We're always posting things on our website, um, just different things that relate to our team and, and what we're doing. Um, you can learn more about us on our website. You can find out how to contact us there. Um, Seth's very active and available on LinkedIn, and uh, I'm there as well. You can find other team members and learn about their background and stories, either from our website or from their LinkedIn profiles. And um, yeah, I'd love to have a conversation with anybody about that. And I'm excited. We, we've got some, some um, resources that we're developing specifically around this question of, of change and creating change in small businesses. And uh, so those are some things to, to look for in the future. And being on our website or on our email list would be a great way to stay in touch through that. Wonderful. Well, Gary and Seth, thank you both for your time. I really enjoyed learning about your work at MLA companies and what you're helping small and medium businesses accomplish. and, and for those listening, definitely join that email newsletter they have. I'm actually going to be joining it myself because I'm curious to learn more about uh, these things. And um, they're on LinkedIn as well. 
And so, yeah, thank you both for your time um, and all the golden nuggets that you shared with us today. Absolutely. Thanks, okay. You're welcome, Bridget. Thank you.